Hello there. This is Planet Collingwood Open Roundtable. My name is Monty Dean. This is Revolution, also Revolution Radio. It's on Revolution Radio Studio A. Big thank you to Tony and or why not? Uh, split personality? I don't know. I won't tell you my uh, legal name. Let's move on. A big thank you to why not and co for the last two hours. If you enjoy the last two hours, the Y files, uh, please go to freedomslips.com or revolution.radio and donate what you can so we can continue broadcasting our revolution radio. Uh, we're doing our bit and we need it. So we're 100% listener supported, 100% volunteer, and just 100% radio. Making things up as I go along. Uh, just click on, yeah, get to the website, click on the Patreon uh, button, and, um, you know, five, ten dollars a month. Just apparently that's a cup of coffee. I don't drink coffee and it seems way too expensive for me, but there you go. Then pop into the chat room and hang out with awesome people. You also have uh, the Zazzle store to buy merchandise as the Northern Hemisphere is coming into the summer. Excuse I. You can walk around proudly with your t shirt or run, depending if there's a riot going. Sorry peaceful protest if you'd like to join us i already have a guest uh here on the, the show uh monty uh, Mon monty yes it's it's my <laughs> my raving days hello i'm monty uh monty underscore dean and send me a massage and i'll add you to the call someone i've done that already didn't message you just wandered in sat down and said well let's get on with this whatever this is uh, is our uh, central american canadian uh, Bruce McDonald. Bruce, how are you? Oi, mighty. Oi. Oi, <laughs> yes. Here in Australia, we have a, a lovely chant for, for sporting crowds or um, concerts. Aussie, 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 oi, 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 which is ripping off the the, uh, the Welsh because they have oggy, 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 oi, oi, oi. So you know, Australians walking around going, we came up with this. It's like, no, you stole it. Or our forefathers. Uh, or who would have forefathers? I mean, one's enough. Anywho, um What's going on? Uh, you still on your news fast? Hundred percent, man. Oh yeah. Well, little little things squeak through here and there if they're if they're really persistent. Yeah. And of course, if you're listening to Revolution Radio, they'll be talking about stuff. The latest one is, um, and I sound like a, a tabloid magazine. Belinda and Bill Gates are getting a divorce. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, that's basically it. Uh, so the jokes are flying fast and furious. Uh, <laughs> there's already I've seen a meme of uh, uh, Bill on a Tinder profile, and he'll give you the third injection for three. Like, Ugh. Um, and <laughs> the slight irony is like, uh, yeah, uh, the family would like to have some privacy through this trying time. And like, this is the head of Microsoft. No. So it's it's quite funny. Um, he he, uh, he he stepped down from Microsoft quite a while ago, well over a decade. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. The spirit yeah. of Bill's there. <laughs> Let's be fair. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. use micro. Well, I, I use Skype, which is apparently Microsoft, and that's been nearly a decade. And we still remember how awesome it was before it was bought by Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the best encryptions on the planet, I believe. What? 
the uh the um well how we're talking to each other and it was very encrypted where it couldn't be hacked of course it's microsoft so i'm sure there's 17 different viruses now plaguing out all our computers because yeah i i'm not oh, going to no, trust no, 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 no. it was unhackable before microsoft bought it and yes. microsoft bought it on behalf of the alphabet agencies so they could access skype calls and record them under warrant could be could be a a, a FISA warrant though. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's you know, doing it for the country, isn't that lovely? Yeah. Um, yeah. All I've been doing is uh, uh, reading out an audio book, which which is I'm getting better. So I think the last chapter is going to be awesome. And you listen to the first one, I'm like ew. But I I, I know you wrote. Uh, I'm doing Stardust Ranch, which is written by Bruce McDonald with uh, or John Edmonds with Bruce McDonald. I would like to read to you one of the sentences that I uh, actually recorded today, if I may, Bruce. By all means, Monty. I love to have myself quoted. Because <laughs> it's it's two-thirds of a page. Now, it is 18 point or whatever, 18 font, but let's see if I can plow through this. <clears throat> Being a former social worker who specialised in TDSD and addictions and being capable of self-analysis to the degree that is that anybody is, I conclude that there was nothing going on in my own life that was creating these moods, no big change in diet, no chemical influence from the water, and nothing that would provide a kind of physiolo uh, physiological connection between temperament and cause. Therefore, I conclude that my moods were a product of living next to this dimension, which, for some reason, had much stronger presence at my ranch. That is one sentence, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> So um, I, I just wanted to share that. I, it, the small things, it's the small victories and it's the small jokes. And so, but yeah, you know, I'm like, when will this sentence end? <laughs> but it makes its point. Let's be fair. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I got another book ready to launch in about, uh, well, it's being copy edited. I think about six weeks, like middle of June, summer solstice is what we're aiming for. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Perfect. I'm I'm doing uh, some feedback calls on this now. Um, if Andrew if Andrew uh, brings me in, and um, it's it's really quite something, you know. Mm -hmm. it's, um, um, I I I I don't know why I even brought this up because I can't name any names or anything. But <laughs> yeah. there's. Um, it, this 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 book is going to be a big deal in a very small pond to geeks. <laughs> I, uh, I love the niche. The niche is awesome, which yeah. is kind of good. You know, we're we're all one, but we're all unique at the same time. I, I don't know if I that's found, a form of duality, but <laughs> that's that's how I we all. I found my market, Monty. There's guys who sell uh, pineapple down by the beach here on the Caribbean side. They found their market. I found my market, Monty. Yeah. Writing writing really good books for small niche groups. Yeah. No, it's gonna it's it it's gonna ripple through certain communities, right? And um, and become a must read. But I I mean nothing I work on is really in danger of becoming what we'd call a bestseller or anything. But they do sell. Like I mean, Stardust is still selling, man. Stardust Stardust Ranch pays my bills every month. I live no. off Stardust Ranch. Everything <laughs> else everything else is just gravy, right? So. What Stardust Ranch did was it gave me a base, a, st a stability to work off of, to explore other things like 
this partnership uh, with the Canadian company for the tax writing and stuff like that. Because when I become a partner, I get paid when the firm gets paid, right? I get a, a percentage as opposed to a wage. Mm. But it, it's it, it's like a four month cycle, right? So it's but and and so when you go to partner, you're not going to get paid for four or five months. So yeah. and Stardust has just been doing well. I think Galactic Historian will do really well as well within its bandwidth, right? But for me, it's I don't think about the sales too much. For me to write a book, I have to have a genuine interest in writing the book. And it has to be something I want to spend every day, all day with for, you know, three to six months, depending on the book. And I mean every day, all day, seven days a week. I mean dreaming it. I mean, I can't. I have to go beyond like it's around the 45, 50 minute mark in a meditation where I can let go of a book when I'm working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and also with this type of book, when you, know, you dream it, of course you are. You're getting, <laughs> you're getting help from the other side. Have you thought of this? Have you tried this? Oh, I like this bit. Mm-hmm. And writing on this mountain is a, is a perfect place to study your own consciousness. And it's really taught me just how multidimensional consciousness is and how, we're sort of incidentally out of the body all the time, in the body and out of the body all the time. Um, the, bo- the body in this reality is just a staging ground for consciousness to hop around. It hops through the timeline in our memories. It, um, it hops to fantasy realities on the astral plane. It, it hops all over the place. Yeah. And then other stuff, co- other stuff comes in and visit, you know, the relatives with, uh, with a pot roast dropping by on a Sunday afternoon. I've got a question for you uh, since we're setting it up. And uh, I'm so, in short, uh, <laughs> I'm just editing in my head. So, in short, it's like, well, you haven't heard anything I said yet. Uh, what if, uh, if someone is born today, will they be able to tap into that multidimensionality uh, because the, the, the narrative that society has confines us to the five senses? Well, that's a very interesting question on so many dimensions. I don't even know how to answer that question. Yeah, well, yeah, so, I was trying to figure out how to say it properly. So, yes, I know. The, 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 the question is, you know, uh, the question now is what's coming in? Because there, were, there was an inc- the control system on this planet was on the fourth dimension and they, they controlled the incarnation grid. So the bad guys were actually controlling who gets to who gets to have a lifetime on planet Earth. And I mean, if you're part of the Earth Collective, you've been down here and you've been on wash and repeat for a long time, way beyond what the prime creator's original intent for reincarnation was. So there's a little little bit little bit of truth from both people's perspective. Yeah. The people who say, oh, it's all reincarnation, we reincarnation, reincarnate millions of times. Well, in a prop, properly functioning system, you shouldn't have to incarnate thousands of times on the same planet, mm. right? But we're in a broken system, folks. So the question Monty's asking is, what's incarnating now if the incarnation grid was, was restored to its original constitution and configuration? So what what is the incarnation grid? It, it's... Souls come in from the dimension just just above us, the fourth dimension, what we call the astral plane. On the astral, moving around is a, is a big deal. You know, you need technologies to move around, just like we need cars on the physical world. But on the astral, you're moving much greater distances. You could be moving between planets or even between solar systems. 
And, um, and the astral is basically the refugee system for where souls are, or the immigration system for what planets souls are incarnating on. And there's a bunch of experiences in this solar system on different dimensions. There's, there's all kinds of experiences, and you can experience this stuff. But we've been locked into like this horror show for a long time now, man. Yeah. If long I may, time. if I may, uh, the, when Bruce says a long time, we are talking tens of millions of years from the the 3D perspective. Mm. Yeah, so when so my, yeah a long time, it's a really long yeah, you know, like the the opening of Star Wars, uh, a very long time yeah, a long long time ago in a galaxy far far away. Well, half of that's truth. It probably happened in this galaxy, but it is a very well, very if very. If you, were to, if you were to if you were to tell the history of this planet. The Orion Wars would be like the second last chapter. That's how old it is. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, it's, yeah. It's like the Orion Wars aren't that big a deal. They form a lot of they form a lot of what we call the exopolitics world now and the UFO world. And but a lot more has gone on down here. The Anunnaki is a fascinating story. It's it, but they're not they're not running the show. You know no. the the Christian sleuths think they think they've figured that one out, but they haven't. Um, they're not running the show. They got sucked into this whirlpool. They didn't want to be, they got, they kind of got baited in here. It was a bait line. The, um, what, what the thing that was here burns, blowtorched some honey in a cast iron pan and drew them in like bears in Northern Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then, um, close, close the wire door and the, the, the bears can't get out, which is, yeah. uh, it is so fascinating. Like, cause I've, I've had a chance to have a, a look at the book. Where it's, yeah, I'm amazed. Well, there's so much history, uh, like, and even then, it's like the what modern day history is only what seven thousand years old. The the idea is Ice Age. We were cavemen, and then uh, it's not Atlantis. Um, Sumeria just popped out of nowhere, and yeah. you've got everything beforehand where the the anachronistic um, things where they found a three thousand year old clockwork thing and you know there's all this stuff that doesn't make sense compared to the the mainstream history and i mean if you look at journalism and religion um just just add history to that where uh like i in my timeline and this is the other thing as well we're all on our person we're the center of our own universes experience you know we can co-create this experience right now i'm talking to you you're talking to me then we have people listening as well as because it's archived we have people listening in the future hello future people and um i never heard of the mud floods and the tartarian empire or any of that but andrew said he was taught that at school when he was younger and where uh andrew and i were born in the same year um, also, I, I smoked a lot in the 90s, and I went in the, I've lived in nightclubs for 25 years, so my brain could have just been wiped. And it's it's kind of daunting, but at the same time, it's if you don't fear the unknown, love the mystery, and there's so much more. And the example, a basic example, which I know it's definitely in Stardust, and I think you may have mentioned it in Galactic Historian, the spectrum of light and sound that a human can hear is basically nothing it's less than one percent of the visual spectrum and the um yeah uh, i remember a documentary with uh, michael tellinger about um adam's calendar the the sundial and everything else like that uh, kerry cassidy did a documentary on it it's fascinating so about an hour and a half 
but you, there's all these stone circles everywhere but you hit them the two rocks together they're very flat but they make a sound but they're at three gigabyte and the human hearing yeah. can't even hear over twenty thousand hertz and you know, kilohertz like kilobytes and so yeah. you know gigabytes and um the technology of using sound because apparently it was used to uh it was all part of the gold um refinery and, and all this type of stuff and you, you know i mean look at just look at the um the the giza uh, pyramids we still yeah. don't know how it was made and we can't replicate it it's it's yeah. just it's fascinating um and also oh one bit uh that's happening in the united states apparently maths is racist are you aware of this what is mathematics it's oppressive yeah, mathematics is ra is racist to these idiots because two plus two doesn't mean it's four. It could be five. All subjective, man. Give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, mind you. If you've got you've got two hands and you stick up two fingers, hopefully not in front of someone and think you're being um, abusive, but you got yeah. two and two, and you count them at one four. It's I mean it is a system, but it's based on uh, empirical truth. And I find that they'd skip over the point as well as like, oh, these numbers are, are racist. Well, they were created by uh, the Middle East, uh, the Muslims, and you know, and the actual numbers as well. Like, you know how you sometimes see the number seven with a little crossbeam halfway down in um, the big shaft. It's the way that they came up with the numbers is the amount of angles in said number. Mm -hmm. So okay. seven, yeah, seven with the crossbeam. There's seven angles. Two, there's two, three, there's three, you know, four and traditional four, not the triangle four. Well, maybe that works. But, yeah, won't save your life, but you may end up in jeopardy one day. So just, just helping out the audience there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and also I just remembered then uh, the um, because we're – I think it's just Earth. I don't know if they've expanded out to like the solar system is probably quarantined because of what's happening on Earth. But up until um, a while ago, which could be twenty years, um, or recently, which could be twenty years, uh, the Earth's you know, like a prison planet, and we're being quarantined and uh, we're being trapped here. And that's basically the system for millions of years. Is you couldn't leave and move on. There are actually uh, negative entities who are over this game and want out as well. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, try, try, try and wear the same T-shirt for fifty million years and see how you feel. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, I have a feeling I'll be meeting, um, maybe just digitally by email or whatever. But I have a feeling I'll be be meeting some very interesting people as a result of this next book. And um, I, yeah. I look forward. I look forward to that as well. It was a wonderful adventure. I learned a tremendous amount. And um, Andrew is uh, truly a quite a remarkable. Uh, well, he, he's an individual. I mean, on a planet with the X number of billion people, he is definitely an individual. He was given a gift. He uses it judiciously. And um, this is. Um, as the guy in the phone call last night said, this is his magnum opus. It, it just like brings his work to a focus and clarity. Whereas before it was, you know, just spread out over a number of uh, seminars <laughs> and 
uh, a no, lot of video youtube videos yeah. uh also uh yeah i think three galactic uh, three possibility uh three candidates for uh galactic historian were uh incarnated i don't know if they're all on earth but earth's the center point at this point in time because we're stuck and everyone's like can you do something and that's what's happening we're doing something uh but andrew uh was offered the gift and he agreed to it and yeah. um yeah so the other two's like <laughs> so it, it's interesting like even it's fascinating just the history of the earth but how many yeah. how many suns are in the galaxy what four billion or something I don't know. A couple of the things that blew me away um, that Andrew told me, and I have no way of proving this, but I, I believe Andrew. It's, yeah. But, you know, I, I, have, I have the benefit of spending a lot of time with him. So I, you know, but the, one of the thing that blew me away the most was there's 66 planets in this solar system. Mm-hmm. And the true population of planet Earth now is around 20 billion. They lie about everything. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it, it's just um, they've done everything in their power to confuse our understanding of our multidimensional existence. That's what they've done. They've tried to induce a kind of dislocation in us, a kind of um, um, apprehension of a, and acceptance of a false reality, a kind of schizophrenia. That's what they've done. And they've been really, by and large, very successful extremely successful actually but they're they're having a lot more trouble now because the human um reception of what what i call grace okay i just i use a standard straight up christian word it's actually grace is uniform to all religions it's a universal um religious and spiritual term just means the presence of the divine right it could for you it could be a feeling if you're a literalist and a hardcore internal practitioner, it could li- literally be light flooding into your consciousness. It depends on how, how but it, it's available to everybody in some way, shape, or form. It's, it's most common and base expression would be inspiration, lucid dreaming, stuff like that. Mm. So there's a, there's a lot more grace available to us now. And it, it, it's because a lot of this timeline stuff kind of got... Um, I'm not going to say resolved because nobody knows the future. Um, not even the King, especially not the King James Bible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so nothing knows the future. Right. But um, the timeline stuff got ironed out by the prime creator. That, that was some high level mischief like timeline warfare. Right. And that's another thing that shocked me, you know, is it, it, the severity of timeline warfare on this planet has been so great that there are now 72 uh, sentient races that can, cra- that can claim first species. So yeah. first species is the indigenous, indigenous sentient being first born on a planet, first evolved on a planet. So that tell- there, are, there are different forms of life templates that could manifest on this planet. The, the carbon-based humanoid is one. Giants used to be here. Uh, the, rep- the reptilians are real. Like there's all kinds of different uh, hominid sentience that can exist here. But the timeline wars are so effed up. There's 72 species that had claim to first species because they went back and erased history and started. Oh, it's it's just mind boggling. Yeah. 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 You you need about eight whiteboards to try and figure it out. Even then, it's still a mess. 
can you imagine maybe not the prime creator level but someone like um if there's a galactic historian there's a galactic accountant and they come to earth yeah. all right we'll just look 72 oh yeah it's gonna take a while yeah but you know i mean fundamentally all the religions are right you know we're we're here to grow we're we're here to come to an understanding of our relationship with the divine with the creative uh, power the creator whatever you want to call it and we're here to get into harmony and flow with that and when we, when that happens we go to a finer level of existence right, right. it's a, yeah. it's not that there's a, it's not that there's a heaven the way it works is you you just keep going up you should always be occupied and, and entertained. It, it, it doesn't mean the earth will stop being a place where trial by pain and suffering will go away. Probably it won't because that's part of what the earth is here. It, it hosts that kind of experience and, and that kind of consciousness engagement quite well. So why, you know, why would you change it? It's, um, I think it's what's just happened- why, why things happen and the healing process uh, will be a lot more efficient. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, the the global narrative of um, how does Andrew say it? The um, domination, um, pain, shame, and guilt, and they've ramped it up on steroids. They've pushed it to the nth degree. Uh, example that just came to my mind. You know, um, in the new, in the new Earth, you'll stub your toe and you'll learn from it. But in this Earth, you probably have both your legs hacked off. And it's that difference where I'm, I'm for the way I'm seeing it, where it's just pushed really, really hard. And in a way, that's backfiring because um, our spirits are being tested to the nth degree and it's been going on for so long. Uh, even, I mean, the, the prime nine eleven apparently the prime creator, you know, looked over his, um, put down his cigar and looked over his paper. It's like, what what was that? And uh not giving away too much from the, the the book, but the event happened in 2014, and that was the prime creator doing it. All, you know, he's like, "Okay, kids, get, you know, um, <laughs> Dad came into the sandbox and said, stop that.'" <laughs> they'll be going up. They'll be they'll be going up three dimensions looking for the paper trail on who authorized this book when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, they say uh, Trump is playing 12D chess. Wait till you meet the galactic historian. <laughs> How did this sneak out? Who authorized this? What? What? Oh, you can't. It's a quote Star Wars. He he can't do that. Shoot him or something. <laughs> yeah. So it was yeah. Extremely... and but it's, it comes down it comes down to choice as well. Like as you were saying that uh, uh, you can by being um, happy and being occupied and finding your enthusiasm and your passion. If you, um, on a basic level, and it's very hard to try and get through to people that are going through a lot of pain and depression and all that, it's a choice. You have to find the right spot of you to make that choice, and then there's work involved. It's not an instant um, gratification thing, which is part of their sneaky plan, is they make everything instant gratification. And so if you try something once and it doesn't work, people give up and move on. Uh, the Mayan calendar is a good psyop as an example where uh, nothing happened. It's like, well, the energy changed. I felt the energy changed. However... You ever find it amusing, because you, you just triggered me there, how Cliff High comes in and out of fashion. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's basically been doing bug-out bug out bag podcasts 
for a decade. It's always the last minute. Pack three pairs of clean underwear and three pairs of clean socks and get the hell out of there and get into the, your survival bunker in the woods. He's, he's been slinging that end of the world shit for a decade now, man. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, that's all right. Um, I, I can't remember what I was going to talk about, but now I do. Uh-huh. No, I've got something new, like r- responding to the Mr. High. Interesting name. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's uh, there's a there's a spirit there's a kind of a spiritual lesson with that, where it's like really, and uh, and the best example I have of that is you know uh, the world will end on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, next June, maybe twenty twenty five. 2027 you know what i mean it's like all these dates just pass i mean it's been going on there was the um is it the great disappointment but very very quickly um in the 1800s uh they thought that um uh the rapture was going to happen and thousands of people sold up everything and went out to ohio or something and nothing happened and so it's been going on just before uh electricity became widespread yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. That's a very interesting event, global event, right there. Is the electricity? Yes, and I'm wondering if we've got, uh, you know, DNA is mostly information. I think it's eighty percent information. And what did you- um, like the the if you go back to Atlantis and all that, where they harnessed power and there's a level of a technology, but if you look at our civilization, where the potential of awesome technology is there. But we get utter caca. It's just, it's bad guano. It's just like, yeah, here's the new iPhone. I'm going to wait till they release the next one without the bugs. That type of thing. Yeah. And nothing Monty. Well, there's two of us. <laughs> so, like, we've, been, we've, been trying to manif- we've been trying to manifest this uh, casual chat for a while now on one of the roundtables, and here we are. What did you think of the three generations chapter in Stardust Ranch? Uh, I'm not up it's to well, it yet. I've read it, but oh, okay, yeah, all right. That's so, that's the last. It, that's the last twenty-five. What I'm doing is I'm I'm I, I'm editing uh, the last chapter of the first half of the book, and then I'll uh, send over stuff so you can laugh at my pronunciations of words, and then I'm skipping to the end because uh, like a, a quarter of the book is just those last three chapters. And so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna plow through them and then do the easy, you know the 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 fifty to seventy five percent the third quarter last which is going to be easier, and so I think one of them is the third generation where you uh, you and John put forward the theory of um, this is how we got here and it's the um, I th- you know, correct me if I'm wrong uh, electricity and um, the steam train and something else uh, but yeah there was the Technology came in that actually made humans. Uh, yeah. It was easier for humans, but it didn't work out that well. Well, it, well, the point is nobody's ever really done an audit on this. Like you know, once it, it's 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 like a black hole we went into and we can't remember what light's like. This mm. is what the industrial revolution has been, and there's there's three things that define it: the illumination of cities. So that what does that do? It breaks the circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. Right. And you start to get people working in factories for a night shift. So massive production. So the massive creation of wealth for the super class, because all that work has been for them. Um, then you get the dislocated voice 
which is its first manifestation is the radio and then and then the telephone and you know these sorts of things mm. and then it, it just progresses through history in different forms to the point that we're at now where we're both sitting on opposite sides of the world with headsets on talking to each other mm-hmm. and the the other one is is rapid movement faster than walking or horseback which begins with the locomotive right the train and then the car and then all that sort of stuff you throw all that stuff together and um then here's what i want you to do folks you can find this picture on the internet somewhere just go semiconductor city aerial view and it, it, it's like a, a drone shot of a city at night with, as it's lit up. And then right beside it is like um, an i7 um, Intel uh, a chip for a computer, but it's blown up and, and the electricity is going through it. You can hardly tell the difference between the two things. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, the pyramids in Mexico the with the sun pyramid and the moon pyramid, that actually does look like um, a massive circuit board or motherboard yeah. as well. So uh, it's interesting where uh, like you know, artificial intelligence was like, well, it's based on intelligence. And what we sort of describe, and as well, um, I, we're on a, a main line here, but I'm going to go on to a branch line. The the grids that you can see in the um, cities, which logically makes sense. You want a straight line. I want to go from here to here. However, that's used um, as a dream sort of dream catcher. Um, it modifies the, the, the dreamscape and it locks people in. Yeah. Well, yeah, you kind of got that right, but not really. But I'll yeah. let it alone. Um, so the... The point Monty's making, folks, is that, you know, just like um, what's that that's become real fashionable in alternative media now? Gematria, right? You've got um, Zachary Hubbard. You've got a few other people out there, mechanics into it, the Gematria. For people who like that kind of stuff, look into how the Masons and Kabbalists set up the cities. And and there's a 3D dimension to it, which is literally city planning. You can go and get a PhD in city planning at most universities now. But there's, um, there's a fourth dimensional aspect to it, that they, they create an, an energetic structure that cuts you off from the organic dream space of the earth. And uh, um, it's, it's all soul captivity is what it is, where here soul is de- defined as the ability of, of consciousness to exist multidimensionally in the creator's multiverse, right? So there you go. Um, So the depth of what we've evolved in is far greater than anybody has ever articulated before. It's just there's little bits and pieces of it here and there, no matter who you look at. You get a little bit of it from Graham Hancock with ancient civilization. But when the whole story is just mind-blowing, Monty, for those who can even digest it. A lot of people... I, I have a feeling this book for certain kinds of people will be like a turkey dinner. Like they'll, they'll every time they go to sit down to read it, they don't know why, but they'll fall asleep. It just yes, overloads yes. It, the frequency overloads them, and it's like an ambient, and they'll fall asleep in the armchair. 
Oh yeah, God, the, I got to finish that book this year sometime. <laughs> yeah, the the inform- you have to process the information on your multi-dimensional experience. Uh, can you just um, share again what to search? Because I got an uh, uh, some uh, Jay Bear asks in the chat um, what uh, a link to what you're talking about with with the city. So uh, I'll Google it, but I have to Semi- remember. Semiconductor plus city plus aerial view, and you should be able to find it. Okay. Yeah, it was a it was a meme that was going around a number of years ago, but it was like it's unbelievably fascinating. And um, so, anyways, everything we're living in here is no accident, folks. This is the this is the most laughable part of their narrative is that there's like a natural evolutionary process of human intellect and imagination going on here. Bill Gates really did invent Microsoft in his garage or his parents' garage after dropping out after two years of computer science study at university. Yeah. Bill Gates and DARPA created Microsoft. Like, but it's like (laughs) everything, man. And then, and you know, the thing about the truth is it turns over every sacred cow. Now I had sacred cows turned over writing this book, right? Things that were very difficult for me to accept at first. And then, they kind of worked my way into the consciousness, but you know, I mean, the, the, the religions are mind control systems. Clearly you can see that now, right? Now the reason you're attached to your religion is it's spiritually correct, right? So you can, you can be given information that is spiritually correct, but the way it's presented to you and the way it goes into the unconscious part of your being uh, form certain, let's say, agreements, for lack of a better way of saying them, about how reality functions, and you begin to accept it, and you become a generator of that self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, everything is fundamentally a suggestion. Even gravity, there's all kinds of people who've taught themselves to levitate. In every generation of man, there's people doing it now in the Himalaya Mountains in India, right? Mm. The yogi. I, I, everything... I... I've thought of a like I can logically and scientifically I found a, a theory uh, a way of doing it. Uh, it could be completely wrong, but my point is that uh, I can imagine it. I'm sure there's another way where you sort of just ignore you know you break the theory uh, gra- gravity theory and, and float. However, there's an electromagnetic um, uh, field around the Earth, and you're also electromagnetic. And so, therefore, because the magnetics, you if you change certain part of your frequency, you should be able to fly. That makes sense, doesn't it? It's probably yeah. not right, but what I'm saying is, uh, I've just put out the idea of well, it's possible in this framework, and if yeah. it's wrong, well, let's move on to the next one. It's you know, it's real science where you you try and discover something, not like science now. Where instead of finding out how nature works, science now is. Uh, let's try and control nature. And that's working out well, isn't well, it? They, they deliberately did a left turn. That's what the Industrial Revolution was all about. If you go back and look at science and literature and culture in 1850, uh, let's take the United States, for example, there was an intellectual and spiritual renaissance. You had um, Ralph Waldo Emerson. You had uh, Walt Whitman, the mystical American poet. You had Henry David Thoreau writing on Walden Pond about the importance of nature and man's relationship with it for his spiritual well-being. There was an American free-form spiritual renaissance, and it, w- it wasn't based in Christianity. 
And um, it was quite beautiful. And I mean, it, it's there in the literary record. So if you go and you get a degree in American literature from an American university, that literature would be covered in a course called American Transcendentalism, right? Mm. Nobody remembers this. No. And, this, uh, and back, back then they used homeopathy and cannabis to heal a whole bunch of stuff, natura, naturopathy. Like the, 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 the white man had wisdom like everybody else. Like we had like generational healing and, and all this knowledge. But we were the first to divest ourselves of it. That's really our, our claim to infamy now in the 21st century is that we yeah. very willingly divested ourselves of our natural wisdom. We were the yeah. we were the stupidest of all the races in that regard, but we were drunk. I mean, how could you go into New York City in the 1920s and not want to go back, right? I mean, imagine we live in a world now saturated with pornography at the at the flick of a finger, right? Imagine being a farm boy in Iowa, going to New York City and seeing them rocket dancing girls at Rocket City, and yeah, yeah, I'm moving <laughs> to the city, mama. It was like, I, uh, especially, and uh, in a way, it was a slight reaction uh, to um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, yeah, after World War One, which uh, was industrial warfare at a higher, higher level. It was uh, uh, even Blackadder goes forth the, the fourth series of Blackadder. They they pointed out where before the Great War. Uh, the, the British army would like um, attack natives who had a, a nasty piece of guava in their hand and then uh, it became industrialized and it was a complete slaughter because they had the, the old way of thinking of just send a thousand send 5,000 men towards that bunker and because the efficiency the efficiency of the weaponry just destroyed everybody uh, thousands and thousands. That's why Australia was asked to join because um, all the the honourable regiments of the British Army were wiped out in about three weeks because the level of technology was so great. At like, um, I don't know if you've had a look at the First World War, but the way that they would set up uh, machine gun nests where you would actually get the crossfire and they would yeah. they would crisscross each other. And uh, it's sad that uh, and if you look at the history of um, air fl uh, flight through aircraft the greatest influence on um airplanes and flight is the military because it was all used for war that's what propelled it further oh apparently we could um sell tickets and then the the general public can fly on it but um Jesus christ Monty, look at you round tabling like a pro man <laughs> what after six years? Hey, I should get good like at this. <laughs> hugging the bowls of that empty pool on your skateboard, man. <laughs> yep, yep, cutting it fine. And also, as well, if you want to talk about how um, technology sped up, when was the Wright brothers? Nineteen oh eight. Oh five or oh eight something. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen yeah, fourteen. Yeah. Yep, and then nineteen sixty nine. We we landed on the moon, people. I don't know what they showed us. I'll give you that, but yeah. we've been to the moon. But in in mainstream history, that's what sixty four years, or sixty uh, just in six decades, we went from two bicycle repairmen come up with an idea of let's make a kite that holds a man, and then you have um, uh, the eagle has landed. That's just in sixty years. Even Sean David Morton has pointed out uh, this gets into uh, the German hierarchy. Who were they talking to? Because they went through. They went from you know um, soft soft with camels 
biplanes. And in less than 15 years, they had the German uh, war machine that caused yeah. all that, you know, all that, you know, the troubles. I do like the Irish where they call, you know, the civil war in the Northern Ireland. Oh, the troubles. You, you're yeah. you kind of downplaying it there, chaps, but still. But you know what I mean? It's like, where did that technology come from? I, I've seen a picture of apparently the space shuttle was um, drawn up in plans in the 30s. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's through my education where we're sort of told that we are the smartest ever on the planet. Everyone else was dumb. And how, if you actually look at the the start of, like, the Industrial Revolution was the late 1700s, wasn't it? But then it really picked up around about 1900 when um, Queen Victoria dropped off. Uh, yeah. And then you had um, the central banks and uh, the Titanic, um, World War One, and all of that. It's just... Um, it's sped up. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about now, but uh, I'm, there's a point in there. That welcome to Planet I'm Hollywood, our new game show. What us, what Marty. the hell am I talking about? <laughs> yeah, that makes two of us, Monty. Yeah, good. The hell are you talking about, Monty? Yeah. So, uh, well, it's. It, and I have I th- also. I, I think it's also con- it's through control, through um, the speed of technology. However, <laughs> uh, it's just yeah. a round table. <laughs> like Tiger Woods on a golf course here. <laughs> yeah, just don't let me drive. Um, <laughs> uh, the, through the advancement of technology, people can't sort of hold stock and go, well, hang on, isn't it? Like everything now is streaming. And in the music industry, you only get p- paid one or two cents if someone listens to your song. And there's a lot of musicians who can't sustain a career because they're not making, no one's buying, uh, the, the CDs aren't selling or my new vinyl's coming back, which I think is part of the, I'll stop now because I'm just adding point after point. Of, Welcome to the committee mind where, oh, there's a connection, there's a connection. There's <laughs> For those mathematicians that graphing this conversation, how pretty is that picture? Um, as you know, Monty, when I'm in conversation and I'm, um, um, I'm not surrounded by determined, uh, I don't know what I would call them, apocryphists or, <laughs> yeah, doomsday people. I'm actually quite optimistic about the time we're in. Mm. You, you need, you, but that's not to say that the, the dangers aren't real, right? They are yeah. real. Yeah. I mean, you need to take care of yourself. You need to be in a safe place for the next 7, 10, 12 years. You know, two or three in the short term as they get all this money system worked out. I've recently come to look very negatively on cryptocurrency. I was invested in it in 2017, 2018. I recommend it to all my friends who, but you really got to study it, man. And you got to know how to figure it out to make your money. But it's um, no way, shape or form a currency we want to be going into the future with um, yeah. in any, any way, shape or form. It's, it's, it's part of the negative infrastructure for sure. And, um, the digital beast now. They want everything to go into this digital world. I wonder why. Mm. Um, and remember, the main problem with the world now, Monty, is there's too much carbon, and we're carbon, right? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, did you see what um, John Kerry or Frankenstein's monster, because he just looks like, or Jaime from um, Get Smart, uh, he said, we have to remove the, the CO2 from the atmosphere. It's like, well, I think some volcanoes may have um, a different idea. But also, are you saying that we have to kill all plant life? Because yeah, guess what? Exactly. The plant, you know, it's, it's the level of stupidity. It's, and that's the, it's good having a, a, a sense of humor and looking at things through a comedic mind because um, if you watch the news, 
don't. But what's going on, it does look like tragedy and, um, you know, it's the end of the world. Well, mind you, it's the end of the old world. But if you look through a comedy lens, it's, it, you know, if you go far enough into tragedy, you come back out in comedy. Yeah. Yeah, because I know uh, I just read a bit of um, uh, of Stardust Ranch. I think it was chapter. Oh, look at me! I know the book too well now. <laughs> but uh, you, you, uh, you, you and John mentioned um, uh, the catharsis and how uh, the Greek tragedies. Um, yeah. Did they write comedies? They would have to write comedies because you can't they have did. tragedy. Or, yeah, because even a it's uh, if you use a form of duality, uh, it's comedy or tragedy. And yeah, if you get through tragedy enough, you can. That's why uh, I don't know. It's kind of a shock, but there's a. I'm I'm wondering why people laugh when it gets too traumatic. I I don't think. Oh, they go mad. I, no, laughter, I think laughter is a way to just maintain composure. Yeah, because I'm wondering right. from a, a, a higher soul level, because we're here for experiences. There there really isn't uh, love or fear. I mean, if you're in constant fear, you're going to have some experiences. But in, in the long run, when you're in that over soul, well, that was fun. But I wasn't having fun at the time because of my perception of, you know, being beaten up by dad every day, that type of thing. Jesus, Monty, way to go dark there at the last moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm pulling in all the colors. <laughs> yeah. Look at this well, hue. <laughs> so, yeah, I think things are going pretty well. I mean, my my life's pretty dramatic now, man. Like, uh, you know, I, I got like uh big, big family of Nicaraguan brothers living here with me now with their wives. And they, they have this whole drama thing going on. Latinos love drama, man, especially the men and the women. Yeah, um, that would explain why their soap operas are so them. Have you ever seen them? Mexican uh, or Colombian soap operas uh, are the uh, most outrageous things you've ever seen in your lives, man. Yeah, I think less than two minutes and that was enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah, the Colombian ones are pretty hot, though, if you like to look at hot chicks, right? But um, the drama, the writing, the story is just absolutely ridiculous. It's so over-the-top drama. And uh, jealousy is probably the most prolific of Aquinas' shortcomings in the human race, is seven deadly sins. Latin American jealousy is very prolific. They're just jealous about everything, man. The women here are super jealous. The men are super jealous. Um, they're jealous if you have a better material life than them. It's the jealousy, man. The green-eyed monster. And uh, so it makes for good drama, right? That's really, and comedy, actually, when I think about it. So it's it's really funny some of the shit that goes down here, like you know when when couples are fighting and stuff. But you know stuff comes up, like you know it's 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 not so easy as you run an abaca farm and hire some laborers, right? You know they they need to see doctors, they you know they need to have teeth pulled. It's it's just you, people get entwined into your life in a way. It's hard to explain. It's yeah. I imagine I'm I'm imagine I'm living a life that a southern plantation. Uh, owner would would live in like 1820 or something, right? Yep, but I was sort of got to bring that up. Not, where yeah. not, not slaves, but where yeah. you know property owners and laborers by mutual consent. I mean, these guys these guys travel two weeks to get here to work. There's no there's no work in Nicaragua. Yeah. I mean, the the money they make with me is like four times the policeman's salary in Managua. Seriously, man. Yeah. You know. 
So if you're living in Australia and you could walk somewhere for in two weeks or through a series of buses get there in two or three days, and you could make four times what you're making where you are now in Melbourne and there was work, would you go? Oh, I'm just going to say yes. Um, yeah, so. On a basic level, like, yeah, I understand the whole, it, it's it, not slavery, but I can, I, you know, from a business point of view, you can see why, you know, slave owners of like, yeah, let's free them. And then we'll have a general store. Uh, yeah. They have to, yeah. Now, instead of me feeding and clothing and housing them, they can do it, but they only buy from me. Now, I'm not saying slavery is good, but um, just from a business uh, idea, I see where they were coming from because they don't need that hassle of looking after everyone. It's like, oh, no, you're free. Just just buy from me and no one else. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love these guys, man. Them and their wives are over every night, right? They use the Wi-Fi. They talk to their relatives back home and everything. And my wife and I spend a lot of time with them. They're like family now. They eat with us three times a week. It's a, there, There's really no distinctions or title. Right. It's just it just is what it is. And, mm. and everybody, yeah. everybody it's gets natural. It. It's not um, yeah. the artificial hey. slavery. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, it, it's natural. Unlike, say, slavery, which is unnatural in that yeah. respect. Um, I'm just wondering, like in your community, it's it's you wouldn't call it a village, but it's probably got the population of a village. You know, how uh, raising a child, you need a village to raise a child. And I'm not talking about how Hillary said it because she should be in jail. But uh, it just sounds like you've just, you, um, well, <laughs> it's like, oh, I married well, into this family. How big's the family? About 200 people. Uh, more like five, yeah. 500. Yeah. So I have a nephew. Actually, I'm, I'm actually sort of semi-close to this nephew. He's one I've, I see two, three times a year. He comes in. He lives in a city two hours away. But he's the son of my brother-in-law. He, um, he, he, he got pinched drunk driving two days ago. He killed a dude, man. He's mm-hmm. going away. Going away, man. He's going to do five years at least. It's uh, shit happens when you have a big family, man. Oh yeah, right? the, like, the, the possibility is. In there. I've got a brother, I, and, and I, things happen. Oh right really? I've, I've got, got lottery, right? I've got right nine, in the middle of the human lottery. Yeah, I've got nine brothers. They're all married, and they're all got sisters. Like uh, one of my housemates, I think he was one of nine children, and yeah. uh, their father and or mother were uh, from big families as well. And he nearly got out a whiteboard where it's nearly 200, 500 people from like the grandparents or the great grandparents. Um, And that's without their siblings. (laughs) Because if you go, if you go, if you look, you you know, you could pick uh, a person in the timeline and you can have this massive pyramid, but you can have that pyramid going the other way from, from you and spreading out to, yeah, I know. It's, yeah, my family's huge, right? And like, my family loves me. And I have this little fantasy in the back of my mind, Monty, I'll tell you about it. It's never going to come to fruition. But Costa Rica and the expat community here could really use a fixer like Ray Donovan, like <laughs> to help you with problems. Like some dude ripped you off in a real estate transaction and needs to be hung off a balcony six floors up, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. Very healthy market for that over here now. <laughs> I yeah, I wouldn't recommend it, but it, easily do that with my wife's cousin. Easily. Yeah, yeah. So if any of those uh, gentlemen uh, or, or ladies, let's not be sexist here, or the fifty other freaking genders, um, America's not doing that well. Uh, Costa Rica, you can earn more and uh, have better weather. Yeah. 
the well, other. we're halfway. Well, you're listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. This is Planet Collingwood on Monty Dean. You're awesome, and we're going to return just after the short break. And we have a new guest joining us. So prepare. And we're back here at Planet Collingwood. Uh, Planet Collingwood is sponsored by, I forgot to do it at the top of the air, so I'm doing it now. Easy, Tiger, easy. Uh, is uh, uh, sponsored by Q-Heal. Heal. Uh, go to q-heal.com for hypnotherapy as well as QHHT, which is the quantum hypno healing therapy. Uh, and talk to Paul if you're in Melbourne and Sydney, uh, obviously. So uh, the audience just got really small for um, <laughs> connecting. But uh, I had a session with him and my life did change. Uh, it was fascinating. So uh, if that floats your boat, uh, go see Paul. He's awesome. As well as uh, we are sponsored by SJ's Dojo Ninja School for Squirrels. Let your rodent defend you. Uh, if you enjoyed the last hour, please go to revolution.radio or freedomslips.com and donate what you can. Because uh, as Nighthawk just said, we're 100% listener supported, 100% volunteer, and just, just here are 100%. Now, I've actually doubled my guests. I've in, um, I've added, uh, increased it by 100%. And we have been joined by the Viking. Viking, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, guys. Uh, I'll tell you, man, I was... Uh... I, I usually like to take a nap before I come onto your show because it's so late. Mm-hmm. And waking up, man, I feel, feel like I, I mean, I, I I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what planet was on. I didn't know where I was living. I mean, it's like I'm mean, going into these hyper slumbers. Mm-hmm. The human residence has just been crazy. I mean, I I I I believe since the last full moon, we, we, which was a super full moon in Scorpio, and all the all all, all the activity from the sun, the central sun, and these 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 delta waves and human resonance this planet has shifted into a new paradigm I mean, and i every time i go to sleep i i, I go off world and I'm, i mean i'm not even joking here it's just so intense i mean mm. i've never experienced anything like the sleep side by beginning the past two weeks yeah um i i wake up uh i had to <laughs> i keep waking up and needing a two-hour nap because i've woken up so I, I think that could be linked to back what we were talking about in the last hour, where there has been a change, uh, I think we mentioned in the astral. And if that quarantine net's not there, we have the potential to go further out from the planet, which is fascinating. And very quickly, and I'll hand the talking stick to Bruce so he can um, uh, respond as well. But there was a question in the chat um, from uh, freedomslips.com. Do you see any chemtrails chem where you're at? Oh. No, here either. I've, se- I've seen photos of them over San Jose a couple times, but it's chemtrailing is not a thing down here in Central America. Mm-hmm. They're they're which is not necessarily a good thing, folks. I mean, for my immediate health, it's a good thing, obviously, for the quality of my food, yada yada yada. But uh, to me, it speaks of uh, the intent to um, just sort of apprehend this part of the world for global food production. <laughs> I, and I went dark, yeah. Um, and also got asked about myself. I haven't seen any, so but I haven't been outside that much. So uh, we only seem to get chemtrails when it's when it's warm, like the day before. They know it's going to get hot. So I don't know if that falls into the uh, reflecting of the energy from the sun type thing. But Bruce, getting back to uh, the theme that we started with, um, what are your what are you what? Do you reckon of uh, dream uh, Vikings dreams and what dreams or have you noticed since the full moon any wacky um, energy type of things? Well, I find myself uh, sleeping quite a bit right now. 
I um like ten hours a day, Ooh, and that's yeah. a lot of stuff. And I shouldn't be that tired, right? And um, mm-hmm. but I live at a level of relaxation most people just can't, can't even comprehend. <laughs> like I don't have a like. There's not a stitch of tension in my body at any given time, except when I'm doing kung fu, and um, it's like beyond relaxation. It's it's like it's 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 like an ashram up here, right? You're just like you're always surrounded by nature and everything and the rainforest and everything. And it's just beautiful. So, uh, I sometimes feel these energies. Like I can, I can tell when the, uh, Schumann resonance is spiking. Um, there's a profound ability to communicate with people, uh, from this mountain. I, I don't know how I would describe it. Uh, it's not telepathy, but you can get like emotional impressions like, oh, somebody needs a phone call and you call and boom, they needed that phone call, right? But it's up here, it's like 100%. And it could be people I haven't spoken to in six months. And but yeah. if, it comes into, if it comes into my consciousness, it's like, Bruce, that, that person needs a happy call. They need a little telemate, yeah. the sunshine, give them a call. I would uh, that uh, that would be um, I would think because of the where you're at in the land and you don't have um, Wi-Fi's and cell towers and you know all all that interference and yeah. so your frequency is more attuned in with each other so yeah it leans towards telepathy but it's um, it's more email telepathy if that makes sense it's instead of instantaneous yeah. it's like you get messages of like you know a little download Jose wants me to call uh, needs a call hey what's going on oh I've been having this, oh, a couple of jokes. Oh, you're laughing again. Um, yeah, everything's peachy keen. Someone who's peachy and or keen, we've been joined by Cortec. How are you, sir? Good afternoon. Hello. I wondered where you were. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. You, uh, went, you, you went thrown by uh, Daylight Savings again, were you? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just having a good human resonance. That has been blasting, hasn't it? How have your dreams been in the last week? Uh, or sleeping? Everything's okay. It's, I mean, I, I just, yeah, it just, it just, it definitely feels a bit different when it, when it, when I look back at the, at the periods that I see get, getting blasted like that and then um, have a look because it takes a couple of days for that uh, graph to come through, doesn't it, or something? Um, it's, it's instantaneous. Or yeah. Or about three work. hours. Yeah, about three hours out. It, it is pretty close to. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So it is so, right now. Yeah. So, so it's just completely white now. Um, yeah, and what what I find fascinating, and uh, I don't delve in it too much because um, a the illogical mind starts playing funny buggers. However, is uh, the human residence affecting us, or we're affecting it, or is it symbiotic at the same time? Which I find fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does one affect another? It, it's affecting us. Yeah. We're not we're not affected, 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 affected. We're being affected by it. Okay, yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you this, man. It's not, and, and you're, you're talking about dreams. I'm not remembering any of my dreams. That's the problem. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to this deep, deep hyper sleep and uh, waking up and just completely disoriented. I've been practicing this thing recently. A lot of it too, as far as the uh, the five five G waves. You know, I'm, I mentioned how when I had my roof redone uh, a few months back. I actually it was in the fall. I uh, while we put the I live in Victoria and it's all slats and and and, sh- and shingle. Well, we put on plywood and I had them paint it with a shungai paint. And I think that kind of put me in this kind of uh, you know this this vortex here. 
kinda. I think it did. <laughs> but when but but it's like I've been practicing this uh, this visualization where where um, really understanding the, the the relationship of the uh, the DNA having twelve strands and the twelve strands of the chakras, and then in each chakra you can literally if you if you visualize the telomeres of the certain portions of the body, I've been going in there and reconnecting them and you know, painting them gold and, and trying to really have a visualization behind regenerating my body. I think since I started doing this 10 days ago, I really believe that when I, when I drop off in the sleep, that my body is literally regenerating itself, you know, and, and it's such an, I mean, it's such an intense, an intense experience uh, when I will wake up. Cause I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, it was, it was a couple of nights ago when I woke up and as, as, as I said, I didn't know where I was. I I had to literally come back in my body and try to figure out where, where I was living and where what time it was and the space. And yeah. it was like I had to literally reintegrate into my soul. It was so intense that I really do feel like I'm going off planet. And there actually okay. is a planet out there that we had um, our guests on last week. The 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 the, the, the Trisons, which are soul doctors, and they that's what they do. They they in your dream state, they they can help you. Re- reprogram your um your 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 DNA with with new codes, and I believe that they're actually involved in reprogramming my 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 DNA coding. Nice. Uh, I, I, for me, I've, I've you know used to wake up and like, oh, I'm still here. Now it's like, oh, I'm still here because <laughs> I, I I totally understand the, the help. I think reading Andrew's books helped that. Where yeah, there's a reason you're here, so enjoy it. You're not going to be here forever. Um, I've never had that uh, probably once or twice in the last 10 years that I want to go home. And then the rest of me is like, no, you don't. Uh, mainly because I've been here so long, I don't know where home is. <laughs> and it's, uh, it, I, I, I guess I'm slightly addicted to uh, my human body or the multiple human bodies, which I find um, fascinating. Uh, another one is... Um, I've gone. Another one is I've gone blank. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what's going on. And um, yep, really blank now. <laughs> you know, I've double blanked. Uh-huh. <laughs> in, in, in the last hour, you're talking about the the German German uh, avionics, and um, you you didn't mention the fact that in the 30s they had the real society and i think that's what gave them the jump start because they had this uh, coven of women that literally were nude and they had hair down to their ankles and they'd get in this uh coven they would get in the circle and they would create a a portal yeah and they literally i think i think my sisters-in-law are doing that right now yeah (laughs) yeah around the full moon but but they're not they're not in doing it in german though because that's nope. the only comedy thing I'll get out. Can you but, imagine, like, all that? It's fantastic, and they're, they're um, using a form of spirituality, and they're tapping into different frequencies. and Yeah, but it's all in all in that German harsh language. <laughs> like, so but, that made me but, giggle. But, 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 but they opened up a portal to the Dark Orions, and, and they mm-hmm. made a, 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 a agreement, it's almost like a blood oath, to... Uh, to bring in the uh, these this the blueprints for for their flying saucer, which they actually completed during the war, 
but they couldn't get it weaponized. But they definitely had it weaponized down in the in, in Antarctica. But you know, they had the jump start. And I believe everything that we we have going back to what Priest was, was saying, you know, up until now, our technology has been basically, um, you know, fundamentally, uh, you know, uh, interpreted through the the, the 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 this resource of the, this dark Orion. I mean, I mean the, the computers, for God's sakes, where'd they come from? You know, all of a sudden we're we're ones and zeros. You know, it's like that was that's not a natural uh, uh, evolution. No, it's it's fascinating the the transistor and uh, it, it from a the music point of view, where um, it, the technology is that great now, where you don't have to lug around a Marshall stack. You can carry something that can fit into your suitcase or your backpack because everything's been right. modelled like that. But it's uh, there's still that um, uh, you can still have um, what is it? Um, yes. Sorry. How much time are we going to spend convincing ourselves of the obvious? Um, I don't I'm convinced. Know. I'm just sharing it. I'm yeah, convinced. yeah. <laughs> the whole thing, yeah. That this reality is being written from another dimension. Information exactly. is being dropped in. Power. When the human race gets the skinny on what's really been going on down here, it's just going to be a trip the way people react. Mm-hmm. And start to put all the pieces together the role religions have played and everything it's it's like mind-boggling mind-boggling yeah fiat, fiat currency and the subjugation of, of our geopolitical structure and the, the, you know the whole the whole um georgia guidestones and the and uh, the extermination of mankind through through vaccines and viruses and, and i guarantee I mean, it's it's there i mean it's there and 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 but you know the good thing is, and this is something I'm really realizing. As I mean, I was really depressed about three weeks ago because the energetics from the dark side were very powerful. But then, after the full moon, I, I we shifted into a different conscious awareness on this planet, and there, I, I believe that they are actually retreating. That they're they're realizing that they uh, that they're not able to achieve their agenda, and that's I really feel this and believe this to be true. I guarantee you, when that happens, not the um, the retreating that that that's a good thing. But when people re- like the the general public, when they find out all this information and there's not a doubt in their mind, I'm sure someone's going to be angry at me because this is the theme of what of my life. Uh, one of the themes of my life, I would tell people information, and then it would either come true or they find out it is true, and then get they get angry at me because I told them. And right. I find that it's like really. <laughs> you know, thanks for waking me up. You know, it's, yeah. it's like you know, but it's, it's it's kind of kind of like that dude in the Matrix where he wanted to go back. You know, and you, you can't yeah. go back once you're awake, and that's the that, that's the thing. You know, it's like I, I, I was saying this about two years ago on, on my show that the two things that are going to propel humanity is prosperity and disclosure, and we're in the midst of both. Mm. I, I, Andrew Bartz has actually said um, uh, as well which uh, I should really start recording my cat. We are one cat video. This is how close we are. We are one cat video from Disclosure and Prosperity. It's that, it, I don't know what that video is, but it, I think it's using an example where we are that close, like uh, even since 9-11. Oh, when, yeah, when the spell of 9-11 was starting to wane, probably about 10,010. So in the last 10 years, we are that close where one crack in the dam could bring it the whole thing down. And I think well, that's why they're, they're realising that as well. And yeah. I'm guessing um, they're, they're starting to retreat because they're losing ground. Go ahead, Bruce. 
I, I, I got nothing. Go ahead. Mike. I got it. No, yeah, so, so what's interesting here, uh, I, I, I was like algorithms are just what people are talking about, you know, and then they start to repeat themselves and then they start to get some, some sort of substance to them. You know, the, I was listening today to a, one of my favorite podcasts, Charlie Ward, and he was, and one of his guests was saying that uh, she tried calling the White House, and the White House, in and in, in, in the, in the recorded message said it was closed. And this is like, you know, and right now there's a huge activity this weekend, or last weekend, uh, um, where oh, there was tons of, of no. uh, military vehicles. No. And, and, uh, We're not talking. No. Oh, what? are we really having a Trump hero champion conversation? No, on no, no. This, with... this, no, it's nothing to do with Trump. But what they're doing now is that, you know, they had a whole onslaught of, of uh, military pre pre presence. And they're, they're saying, the algorithms are saying that they actually are doing the military tribunals inside the White House. Uh, interesting. Uh, so we'll have to see if that bears fruit. Not taking away from what you said. Don't get me it's wrong. It's just an algorithm. That's all. Yeah, it is. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And what I find fascinating is uh, if um, everything's up to grabs, like if um, the prime creator's got the chessboard and flung all the pieces in the air, wh why can't there be multiple timelines sort of flittering in between each other? Um, because it comes down to perspective. Speaking of Trump, if I may add, uh, he is using his campaign website, and it's called from from the desk of Donald Trump. And so, in a way, he's come back. He has he's not on a platform. He's only got his website, but he's now actually he can um, post stuff, and um, that he's he's um, he's doing social media of one, but it's just his website, and that's how he's getting out. I think in a way. Sorry for the wait, folks. They had to wait for high school March break to find a kid to do the website for them. Yeah, well, I mean, um, Obamacare. Uh, that, <laughs> that only took three years. Yeah, well, that website took longer than the uh, the United States entering World War Two and ending it. Uh, and then when it was released, um, some guys in Idaho, <laughs> they fixed it in a week. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, it's... Yeah, it's that bad. Um, the word nincompoop comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. In other words, we can't say on this radio station. Yeah, propeller heads that's been hit in the head with a baseball bat eight times. Yeah, <laughs> spin now, you little... Anyway. Uh, <laughs> just Understanding that this is a comedy roundtable. Oh, sometimes. Mind you, sometimes in my warped sense of humour, no jokes is a joke overall, so it's a two-hour joke with no... <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's like anti-comedy. Anti-comedy is still comedy. It's uh, you got to uh, you got to find your wave, stand up on your board, and and catch that wave and ride it, man. It's a great time to be alive, despite the horror. It maybe because of the horror, right? You know, which is just rapidly resolving karma in a lot of ways, right? So you know something big is coming. Well, it's that um, I shared a meme. Because uh, I follow the Dolores Cannon Facebook page, and it was just a classic thing of um, observe, don't engage, and that's uh, one of the secrets of what's to deal with what's going on. You can still watch the old world fall apart. You know, Biden falling upstairs and just Kamala Harris laughing at anything like the Joker. Uh, but if you're entrenched into that energy, it is so dark, and you, you, you get onto the field. But you can stand on the side and giggle of like, yeah, like this is the leader of the free world. He has it's no really, idea where he is. 
it's really hard to watch them. I mean, the, he had this thing with the Congress last week, man. It was a, it was a snore fest. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I clicked onto it live and I saw Pelosi to his left and Camel Toe Harris to her right. And I lasted about five seconds. I mean, this is how bad it was. I mean, well, I just, the energetics was just so bad. And they're standing up and applauding yeah. and, and it was like, I couldn't do it. I could not, I could not go more than five seconds. And this is like, what? It's, just, it's just pathetic. The, from my perspective, you know, spending a lot of time with language, the big distinction is the two spoken voices of the, of the two leaders, right? Like, I mean, Trump had what 10 bears and outlaw Josie Wales would call iron in his words. Mm-hmm. Like what, even if he was kind of like doing the dramatic thing. Yeah. Thank you. Even if he was doing the massive egotist thing and everything, he was still saying stuff that was sort of real. Biden's language is deliberately written to frustrate, to be completely intangible. It's pure legalese. We have the best of intentions in terms of our intent to build more intentional living in the United <laughs> the States. Of America. Yeah. Right? Uh, no, yeah. I watched the Stephen Crowder um uh simulcast of the that speech and it went for an hour and uh, five minutes it just hurt however like he um trump uh no biden basically said i did this and it was three or four things that trump did and the rest was lying and all it yeah it's and because it's so boring to watch and you have no you comedians watch him you know people that just want to laugh at him follow it so they can see him stuff up because you know he starts a sentence he could end up anywhere yeah yeah. Also, also not very many want people want to give him that any, any any energy at all. You know that's why everyone was sending memes of Bernie when he got elected. Yeah, and interesting enough, um, the ratings were and, terrible for that as well. And fish eat tomorrow. Yesterday, Mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A pineapple may save one bird in the cloud. Silver lining. <laughs> 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 oh my God! Do you guys remember the way Donald Rumsfeld used to speak? Oh. We know what we don't know. What we don't know. What we don't know is what we really don't know, and that's what's <laughs> worrying us. Was he the one who uh, who took an employee out hunting, and the uh, employee no, had, had no, a hunting no, accident? No, you're thinking of Darth Cheney. Uh, Darth Cheney. That, that that was biggest dickest Cheney. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the man who got shot apologized. Yeah, it was his fault. Yeah, because you know, um, <laughs> there, sorry, there's, uh, sorry, sorry, my face got in the way of your bird shot, George. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Lord Cheney. Yeah, do, how do you do even how do you even word that apology? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know that scene from Empire Strikes Back where um, Darth Vader chokes one of his admirals. Admiral, uh, apology accepted, Captain Nida. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I like the uh, I like the story that um, Darth Cheney uh, he he basically um, survived without a heart. He was on a heart machine for over twelve months, and that's where the, you know, he's more machine than man now. And someone told him they call you Darth Cheney, and he chuckled at it. But apparently, you know, Halliburton he's on on Mars at the moment, and we're like we'll stay there. His uh, lesbian daughter is trying to lead a Republican insurgency against the Trump loyalists. <laughs> well, 
I can't so the believe way I just... got out in one smooth sentence. <laughs> what I find fascinating, it's like, when did that happen? 1853? Because it sounds like like a battle from you know pre-Civil War. No, that's today. <laughs> the Trump loyalists uh, are banding it together. <laughs> uh, and speaking of Mars, I just thought of Elon Musk. Apparently he's going on Saturday Night Live. I'm like, is that a joke? Because they're not funny. But apparently um, the producers of Saturday Night Live have set up a safe space for certain cast members because Elon's coming up. And like, okay, I know toddlers that are stronger than you emotionally. Um, and someone, Elon said, well, any ideas for sketches for SNL? Oh. And someone said, yeah, how about um, uh, a sketch about a white, uh, African American going on the show, and the cast members can't handle it. So, do you know um, Jordan Peterson just came out with another book about eight months ago, uh, a follow up to Twelve Rules or something? Mm-hmm. It's one of the best selling books in the Canadian book industry, right? He's published and edited out of Canada. I forget who has his contract. It's either Random House or Penguin. But it was national news the week his book was coming out that the publishing house hired grief counselors to come in and talk to, talk to the staff who had to work on the book. Monty, I know this sounds like a Monty Python sketch. I shit you not, this really happened. Like, you know, yeah. I, I, how do these people even exist? You know, what do you do when somebody just comes up and punches you in the face? What, what yeah. is that? Like murder? <laughs> well, uh, you may not seen it because it wouldn't have been on your radar. However, uh, one of the latest Marvel issue uh, comics issues, they uh, there's the character Red Skull, uh, who's yeah. part of Hydra. Who it, during the World War Two, he's a Nazi, but they um, they did a parody of Jordan Peterson uh, where he was just quoting it, and everyone's like, "What are you doing?" Because this is how far the leftards are insane. They think Jordan Peterson is a danger to society, so they thought they'll get back at him by making Red Skull say a couple of talking points that um, Mr. Peterson says. And uh, Jordan Peterson's response was um, he created a hail lobster and created a logo and sold merchandise for charity. Because <laughs> you could see the like the stupidity and the funny part of it, but it's like that pathetic that level of wokeness or PC or I'm a hero, but I'm 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 scared of ants. Um, they're going through the media, and at the same time, sales are plummeting because people don't want this shit. They rather have escapism. I mean, you would have heard about Bill Maher talking about um, the Oscars, where like I just want to, I want to, I want to enjoy a film again. I, I want escapism. I don't need a lecture. Yeah, man, I saw this movie on um, Net- Netflix um, called Mandy with Nicolas Cage. Has anybody seen it? No. Okay. Well, it's really one of the weirdest movies I've seen in quite some time. I mean, it's a work of art, but it's unbelievably dark. But if you had seen it, I had a great joke. You know, it's, it's California in 2022. But um, I think I saw the trailer for it, and it looked super weird, but I've not caught it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're saying a movie with Nicolas Cage is super weird. Hey, dude, every, <laughs> every once in a while, Nicolas Cage knocks it out of the park, man. Mm. Rumblefish. Rumblefish is one example. Um uh, leaving Las Vegas is another. He got an Oscar for that, man, and he deserved it. Mm. And, um, I mean, David Lynch, Wild at Heart. 
Man, yeah. uh, Nick Nick Cage is a movie star, man. It's just oh, yes. uh, I heard I heard he has to keep doing these shitty movies that go straight to video because he's under some bankruptcy thing and his debts are enormous. <laughs> yeah. It was he costing did, um, him $35 million a year to be Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I watched um, the history of swear words and it's American swear words. So like <laughs> Um, there was a whole episode on bitch and I'm like, bitch, please. <laughs> but he's a very unique person. He's made a couple of movies here in Australia. One was, um, uh, ghost Walker. And the only part of that film I enjoyed was watching all the Melbourne <laughs> landmarks. Uh, apparently it's in Austin or somewhere. Yeah. It's a uh, Texas city and there's a river in the middle of the city. It was like, well, that's clearly not Texas. Um, and, um, is it the awakening? <sighs> Uh, where he starts seeing all these numbers everywhere and you find out alien race comes back and collects children because yeah. the the planet's going uh, the sun's going supernova and the planet will be destroyed all that right. was made Stat- in melbourne statisticians well. would call it a, a pattern then for his, his brand yeah. of movies yeah yeah uh and interesting enough where he goes to the hotel that was two doors down from my house at the time so it's the only reason i watched the film it's you know, the plot was all right but i was i was geeking out like that's just near me <laughs> uh. <laughs> well yeah we're not hollywood or new york or chicago so you know everything's made here but uh, there but you know when it's made in melbourne we we freak out like there's a jackie chan film that was made in melbourne a, um queen I, of the damned I have, I have a question for you yes. in court i'm curious hello what, what is one piece of australian cuisine that is uniquely australian like what? What have you guys added to the experience of food? Oh, gee. Uh, oh, what about the, what, what about survey pies? They're throwing the shrimp on the barbie. Uh, yeah. Meat pies. Really. What about a meat pie? Well, they're, they're, oh, that that could be from England. Uh, yeah. No, they do slices. They do slices. Yeah, uh, the the lamington is pretty big. I'm just trying to work. Pavlova was uh, created in, in New Zealand, and so like anything that's made in New Zealand, Australians claimed it. That's pretty much close enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm that one too. Yeah, uh, it's about it. Uh, deep fried Mars bars. Mm. Pavlov. Pavlov is uh, it's it's like a meringue thing. Yeah, <laughs> and oh. it's cool. It's called a uh, a Russian um, ballet dancer. That's about it, really. Okay, so I just found the great big dividing line between Canada and Australia as two Commonwealth satellite nations. We have it? no cuisine. Well, we have cuisine. We we create. We brought maple syrup to the world, dude. That is a moose, big deal. And moose yeah, liver. kind of, but it's not really a food. It's like a an after food additive. So you can't really claim it as a food as cuisine, can you? It's like a sauce. It, it, it's used in cooking. It's used in all kinds of things, dude. It right. is. It is. A, You're gonna want to have more than that, though. Well, okay. How about this? How about this? Uh, Australia is the only country in the world that eats the animals on its emblem. <laughs> Can you do that, Bruce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We eat kangaroo <laughs> and emu. <laughs> that is a cuisine. And they both can't walk backwards. So um, on the emblem, they're facing each other. So they're going to crash into each other. They have to stand still. The favourite word for restaurants in uh, in Australia is fusion. Uh, come to melbourne and try and find a cafe (laughs) they're everywhere we like our coffee yeah whatever (laughs) 
But we have everything. Uh, look, we've got uh, Ligon Street, which is the Italian quarter. Um, there's a, a Greek, you know, little uh, Chinatown. Guess what's there? And so, we, we, you know, we have Chinese, Indian, um, souvlaki, pizza, uh, and, you know, um, idiots in the United States, all, all three of them, would call it cultural appropriation. But it's like, no, we like food. We don't care. Uh, and the Aboriginals have uh, interesting because they lived on the land, so you know, eating widgety grubs and all this type of stuff. Right on, and right on. Oh yeah, especially when they do a walkabout. I mean, I mean that that's oh, yeah. that, that's treacherous, and they have to know exactly where the water is, and they're eating everything that they can find that crawls. I mean, that that's that's, that's a, a feat unto its own. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Yeah, when the the Europeans turned up, it's like, oh, they're all savages and they're, they're subhuman. They they got no intelligence. And three days into the desert, they're screaming, "I need help!" And yet the Aboriginals have been living there for eighty thousand years. Yeah, you don't go that way. You go that way. The water's <laughs> over there. What's wrong with you? Putts. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know what an Aboriginal. Uh, maybe there was a Jewish chap. <laughs> like, hey, when you see a British guy, call him a putz. I wish we knew more about their uh, natural remedies and uh, general stuff. I'm not very seen very much of that anywhere. It probably exists. Well, um, after uh, the recent fires, um, someone the. Uh, some of the uh, people have gone, maybe we should talk to the Aboriginals about um, uh, fire um, management. <laughs> and it's like, you think? Cause yeah, they used to do it they know what Yeah, well, they, they actually changed the environment because they did it so much, and so they know how to um, backburn and do it all properly. So... Ah, there so are books. The, the, they have uh, the culture of the Aborigines, man, with, with their dream states is just absolutely mm. incredible. You know, they, they, they can... Uh, well, just like the Mayans, that they can propel themselves into the future, you know, and, and you know, and, and do their prophecies. And, and the didgeridoo is a, is a hell of an instrument, man. I just love the yeah. uh, the frequency and the vibrations that that, that, that instrument can create. And I, and I have one of those uh, wind, uh, you know, you spin around over your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like in... Uh... I've used those for years to call in the spirits and I'll tell you it's very powerful yeah. that, that, that was my reference to shrimp on the barbie because the United States when they were advertising after Crocodile Dundee the Australians used that phrase and him to promote uh, tourism, tourism yes. yeah. the whole yeah. thing was a sort of shrimp on the barbie you know, yeah. was, uh, <laughs> uh, and there's a scene in Crocodile Dundee, I think it's the first one where he goes to New York for the first time and uh, he stops a robbery of a taxi, I think it was, and he, he the driver's been hit in the head, so he puts him in and he starts to drive and it's just a wide shot of Manhattan. You know what's wrong with you people? You drive on the wrong side of the road and you can hear horns and everything. So he's driving on the, the left side instead of the right side. Speaking of New York, we have been joined by John Z. How are you, sir? I'm okay. How are you doing? Hey John. Yeah, good. Um, um, I, I, I'm not wearing my comedy hat. I've been um roundtabling because um, I'm getting critiqued by Bruce. <laughs> like, oh, just, oh, well, it's going to happen sometime. I see. I understand. Oh, I'm by the way, by by the way, I uh, I totally love that scene you just described. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's classic comedy. 
And of course, the classic yeah. one, you know, that's not a knife. This is a knife. And he, he brings out a 12 inch blade that can hack into um, alligators. Um, and all the other ones, like, um, yeah, it was some um, fishing for barramundi and there's bullet holes in his dinghy. It's like, uh, bullets? Barramundi's <laughs> a hell of a fish. <laughs> uh, it's, it's unfortunate um, because now, now that we've mentioned this, I'm sure someone's going to get offended by. Uh, uh, the Australian man coming to New York and uh, um, performing microaggressions in a movie that was made how many years ago? Uh, 85, 86? Yeah. It was the, it was the <laughs> mid-80s. Uh, and, I, yeah, I just, the I just love I just love how people nowadays, they start looking at these old movies and get pissed off because of one thing or another. And oh, yeah. Because everything was so funny and good back then. Seinfeld <laughs> been blackballed by the millennials. Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can't watch Back to the Future. There's a rape scene. No, there's an attempted rape scene, and George actually defends her honor, and that's how they fall in love uh, instead of um, how it originally happened. But they freaked out. It's like, oh, Biff's trying to rape uh, um, Elaine. It's like, yeah, and it's part of the story <laughs> where George defends. What's wrong with you? But you kids, got a, kids got a lot of energy. Yeah, but I'm I'm still it's it's great. Every six months, someone discovers that Robbie Downey Jr. was in Tropic Thunder. That's I love funny. that. that time. Uh, I was at least a third of the way through before I found out. Before I just realized myself, went that is genius. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, what do you mean, new people? What do you mean? What do you mean, new people? <laughs> I don't break character to the rap parties. I'm just I'm just a dude playing a dude playing another dude. <laughs> Uh, it's and someone I think I can't remember if I mentioned it last week, uh, last week or, or, was it, or another joke, uh, another show. But someone said, um, in the comic books in Marvel, uh, Iron Man, the original Iron Man dies, and then uh, a, a black person actually takes over the uh, the mantle of Iron Man. And someone said on Twitter, Who would you get to play Black Iron Man? and someone responded, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Well, wait, isn't, uh, what's his name? Rhodes Black to begin with? Isn't he the Black Iron Man? Uh, who knows? I don't know. It, everything changes and because it's, the movies are new. So, well, you know, er, uh, race swapping and like, have you noticed though, um, uh, there's no, that all these anti-racist people hate, well, they don't like white people, but they really hate the gingers. I have no idea why. <laughs> Someone with red hair, they're, that's, they're the picked wait, on the most. I don't. Wait, wait, they've said that or they've shown it in a movie somehow? Like, what? what's happened to the gingers? I mean, we all they, know they have no souls. We know that. <laughs> says the man from New York. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, actually. That, that brings that video of that, 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 that fat ginger nut. You got really worked up about that issue. It was just, oh. Uh, yeah, well, in Australia, they're called, their nickname for someone with red hair is called Bluey. And it's like, oh, that's a color thing. No, blue means actually to have a fight. And uh, apparently redheads always get into fights. Yeah, they're defending their honor because they're being picked on 24-7. Mm. And so they finally snap and they, oh, bluey. It's like, no, it's it's well, not they, the color. They, they do have a certain temperament. Even the women are just fiery, man. I mean, mm -hmm. this is a whole separate DNA and genetics that... Uh, Celtic. It comes from the comes from the planet Venus. You know, there's it's it's, it's a race of you know. This is the thing of the picks. 
the picks that they had to build the Hadrian wall just to, just to <laughs> say, okay, we've had enough, you know, and, and, and because the picks are so fierce, you know, there's all the redheads and the picks are redhead. And then of course yes. uh, you had the Celts and yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're just hot headed. Yeah. Uh, there's um, uh, Blackadder Christmas special where uh, they're actually on Hadrian's wall, Hadrian's what that wall, Hadrian's <sighs> wall, Hadrian's wall, Hadrian's <laughs> wall. The Scottish Wall and <laughs> like the Scottish play. I'm just I can't say it. I can say Macbeth, but I can't say the other one. Uh, and uh, one of the command, uh, the centurion says to the legionnaire, "What's that orange hedge moving towards us? That's the Scottish, sir." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I still haven't seen an uh, unattractive uh, red-headed woman, natural redhead. They're always stunning and gorgeous. And apparently in Ireland, they have um, a, a redhead festival and there's 5,000 beautiful, pale, redheaded women everywhere. Oh, I, I have to go lie down. Oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, with, with, who does with, green, with, with green eyes. I mean, green and blue oh, eyes. Oh, it's yeah. insane. <laughs> who doesn't yeah. like um, a, a big titted uh, goth kick with, you know, pal skin? Just saying. Uh, well, me because I know a lot. Of, anyway, I'm sharing too much. Um, <laughs> I'm a, shout star. out, yeah. <laughs> she, she can't hurt Julie. you anymore, Monty. <laughs> well, no, the one you're referring to, I want her to hurt me anyway. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, I'm just happy to see you. <sighs> I had so, like yeah, tagline all in there, yeah, <laughs> yep, because it's like. I yeah, yeah. Um, maybe if I meet someone else, what happens then? Because I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while. It's... So um, let's let, let's uh, skip this back into the world we live in. So all of you, all you of you live in, um, you know, uh, first world cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cortex, you live you live in a city, or are you more in the outback? Uh, no city. Okay, so you guys all live in cities. You know, what's the vibe amongst rent payers these days? Like, what's it like? What's it like waking up on a Monday, man? Like, what's going on there? Seems the same. Yeah. Unless, uh, I mean, I don't talk to people, but the, the, the feel of it is like, oh, we're back to normal. How do, you, how do you project yourself into the future? How do you see a planned or a manageable future for yourself? The, yourselves. <laughs> I'm not picking I, on you, Monty. Yeah, I was like, when you say yourselves, is that just a reference to me and all my multiple incarnations on the planet this time, or is this a quite I mean, a group question for the call? You're multi-dimensional being. Yeah, um, I mean, but like the universal basic income, um, the lack of employment, um, you know, the rising food prices, the ba- the basic calamity we've been talking about for five years at Rev Radio. You know, how's it? Well. Uh, I'll answer first. Uh, I'm actually at the point where I'm letting go of all that and just letting the universe uh, to provide and let it unfold in front of me. And also the comedian part is like, and if the universe in me in the um, in the bum, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna rip the creator and you asshole. <laughs> so it's like, oh, there's a condition. I'll, I'll let the universe guide me and I'll float uh, like a leaf on the wind. But if you f up, <laughs> I'm burning you all. <laughs> So Cortex, what's it like in Sydney? Because it, because it, Melbourne went through all this horse hockey last year, where um, you were more free in Pyongyang than you were in Melbourne, yeah, and uh, we're sort of we've gone back to normal and everything else like that. And uh, the news talks about this disease or something, but uh, Sydney's a different 
kettle of fish slightly because you went through that a little bit later and uh, I think Perth's doing it. It seems to be um, (laughs) the virus is spreading, but it goes in a wave and it's like someone's dropped a rock. Someone dropped a rock in Melbourne and we're just seeing a ripple going out where it's just a ripple. It's just a small wave. It's not like a tsunami wiping everything clean. It's just a wave going out and then we go back to normal Mm -hmm. and Unfortunately, we still have to deal with this insane government that's trying to um, be totalitarian, you know, controlling mechanism. It did seem more targeted like that. Um, state by state, it seemed to have to test or at least broadcast that it was being shut down just to kind of tick the box and say that they've done it almost. Um, I mean, two weeks to flatten the curve, though. Uh, everything seems reasonably as it was. I mean, uh, live music in Sydney got killed out from uh, the pokies coming into pubs and then uh, pub owners got uh, addicted to the revenue coming from pokies. So kind of live music was really heavily shut down. And then we got the kind of the other punch, you know, as, as John kind of put it, that kind of um, that, you know, was was about the, the lockout laws from, from that dude getting KO'd in, in Thinger. Um, yeah. And, and and so, um, yeah, I see, I see, I see, our business stuff picking up. Yeah, but interesting to see. Like, uh, there was one postcode in Sydney where I think six six thousand uh, businesses applied for government assistance, and so we may that could be the secret uh, wave of negativity or disaster that's going to hit is that um, small businesses are going to be uh, wiped out because they can't deal with the financial. They're still living in the old financial world, but we're in the new world where you need actually to have a soul to understand that um, people are doing it hard financially because the government's forcing everyone to be locked down. I think, Bruce, you wanted to share then. I was wondering, you know, one of the things that would be going on and one of the things that would be, um, I wonder what the birth rate is now. Because the lockdown's been a year and a half, right? And um, generally, most mammals will not breed in a stressful environment. No, that's what I would have said too. Mm. Yeah. So it's very it's it's interesting how none of those statistics are coming out, despite the fact that every university in North America has a sociology department. You know mm-hmm. what are these people, what are these people actually doing? <laughs> uh, they're teaching uh, kids SJW politics and Marxism and all that type of stuff. Speaking of uh, an insane um, shit show, what's New York like, Mister Z? Because like it just it, the stuff that keeps coming out of there. Apparently, they want to ban um, standardized testing because it's racist or some stupidity. Good <laughs> standardized yeah. testing. Yeah, they've been talking about that for a while. Yeah, it, um, it's. The, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I was actually shocked to hear the uh, uh, the banning, the attempted banning of menthol. Uh, <laughs> yeah, menthol vaping and cigarettes. But um, funny enough, um, business is starting to bounce back here a little bit. But um, as as more and more starts to open up, they're starting to push the vaccines. At least over here, um, they're opening it up to more age ranges, um, that type of stuff. Uh, but you still see still see the business sector of the of manhattan you know it's mostly you know, maybe 25 percent 30 percent occupancy um mm. 
And, you know, uh, there's so many small businesses over here in general that are just gone now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just the insanity of the police, how the the um, changing of um, laws and statutes and everything else like that. Um, and well, going from... Is, go all, a lot of this... A lot of this over here, at least in New York, it, it was pre-planned. Uh, I'm not going to say it was all pre-planned, but the laws were heading in such a way that it was going to be a radical shift in the next couple of years to begin with. And yeah. a lot of this started like pre-COVID, you know, 2019, 18, uh, that type uh, of thing. Yeah, it's that whole thing about um, taking uh, opportunity, taking a crisis, uh, which is an opportunity, oh. and they're doing it that way. Crisis unity. Yeah, those wacky Chinese—they've got the same thing. Crisis and opportunity is the same um, symbol. Like, yeah. really, people? <laughs> I don't have—I I don't have a drinking crisis. I have a drinking opportunity. I think, but ooh, I think most of those uh, business—I think most businesses will come back. But you know, uh, I mean, it's—it's it's completely killed. It's—it's uh, it's tried to kill art. Mm. Well, um, yeah, they were so successful with the elderly. Um, or now they're trying a lot for everybody. Of, yeah. A lot of pressure on this, anyway. Man, this is going to sound conspiracy, another tinfoil hat ish. Uh, do you know a what station bit. you're on? <laughs> no. You'll be fine. <laughs> shock us, so, buddy. Oh, I don't know about shock. Um, kind of mundane, actually. You know, one of the reasons why I think um, the Iraq and Afghan war have been going on for so long. Just to specifically drain at least the U.S. in terms of manpower and uh, able people as much as possible. And uh, the reason why we've had all these little pop-up skirmishes around the world for the last couple years, um, you know, probably all the way back to the Cold War, is probably to... um, No, I was just going to say profits. Well, also that that's a byproduct of World War One as well, where because um, it's probably multi-level, but that would be one of them as a, a bonus of their main objective is to wipe out the brave and the uh, the competent and the strong. World War One basically they lost all the brave men in one generation because they all went first. Here in Australia and New Zealand, our entire army was a volunteer. Uh, and so there wasn't conscription or anything else like that. So that's how you, it, that adds to um, the mythos of the Anzacs and heroes. It's like, no, they chose to go. And it was basically a civil war in Europe, but still. Um, yeah. Uh, so, we, we're coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're coming to the so, end. So if you can wrap it up. So, real quick, you know, um, with this COVID stuff, you know, I think we're going to coast along for a couple of years and, um, you know, the bottom's slowly going to fall out. And we're mm-hmm. going to see all sorts of wonderful racist changes and, you know, racist-based changes and, you know, driven by race, politics, yep. all this all fun that, stuff. Yeah. All that left hardism. Uh, now, going from a urban East Coast situation, uh, I'm, I'm going to turn to Viking. And uh, what's it like in Northern California in a more rural on the West Coast? It's, well, you know, I, uh, it's it's... You wear your mask when you have to, and uh, the businesses are. We, we didn't get hit as hard. I mean, this is kind of a micro pocket here. Uh, the industry of growing pot has really uh, kept us isolated out of the poverty state. I, I don't know why, man, but when I think Northern California now, I just think like zombie meth head on a quadricycle. 
Yeah, no, that's more out. That's that's more out in the bush, you know. But you yeah. know, in, in 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 the smaller cities and the cities and metropolitan areas, you know, I can't speak for San Francisco, but uh, you know, and personally, I, I've never been uh, more. My business has never been more more busy. You know, it's with the with the nation opening up. Uh, it's just starting starting to have a. a uh, a renaissance in in business, and I've I, I haven't really suffered financially. And, and again, we're in a micro pocket pocket, pocket here because of our uh, green industry. It's just it's a little bit different than say Oklahoma or Nebraska, you know, where you've got definite people suffering and having food shortages. And I mean, I, also here we got a huge farmers market, lots of food being grown, and of course I grow a lot of food and. So you besides the fact that when you go out you have to wear a mask, everything is pretty 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 much the, the way it was. Mm, yeah. Now we're coming to the end of uh, Planet Collingwood for the fifth hey. of May or uh, the Revenge of the Fifth, because yesterday was May fourth, which is just basically a fan created Star Wars Day, which was accepted by the Disney Corporation. The real Star Wars Day is uh, May twenty fifth when it came out. So, yep, even in uh, – <laughs> I'm, I'm an outlier, even in fandom. <laughs> like, religious, no. Um, Star Wars fandom, no, you're all wrong. Anyway, uh, so I will be – yeah, we'll be back next week. However, uh, Viking, would you like to uh, share where people can find yourself? Yeah, so on Fridays on Studio A at uh, 11 uh, Pacific Standard Time, uh, we do a show called the Galactic Installer Council down the route with the Galactic Perspective. At as it says, eleven a.m. Pacific Standard Time. This week we are going to be talking about the opportunity in crisis because there is an absolute opportunity in this. Uh, whenever you're faced with a challenge, there's a reason why, you know, it's hitting you in the face. And so we're going to be talking about the auditing process of our karmic soul. Oh, nice. Some I like that. <laughs> yeah, some light, 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 light subjects which will benefit everyone greatly. I like that, yeah. And so, uh, especially, it's good to have that information out on the planet where it's like, you know, why am I here? What's my meaning of life? What's the purpose of life? Well, it, it could be this. No, it's not that. Oh. <laughs> freaking, ah. uh, that's the fun part of trying to wake people up. Yeah, it's there's no point in trying to people up. You can share information and it's up to them. That whole free will is a great get out of jail free card for anything really. It's like why are they doing that, that free will? Is that the punchline? I'm lost. <laughs> See. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that was the punchline. <laughs> yeah, my my comp hey, in my world, in my galaxy, in my universe, I'm funny. Unfortunately, so, uh, it doesn't translate may, to everyone else's universe. <laughs> may I may I say a word? Yes, 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 yes. So today I communicated with um, a woman I met at uh, Revolution Radio. Her name is Canadian. That's her handle in, in chat. Um, you, you haven't seen her around for a, quite a number of months. She's had health problems. But she contacted me today and said that she actually passed in the uh, ambulance. And they brought her back. But she wasn't sure she was going to make it through the night. So... Anybody who had any uh, connection with her, maybe just put some good energy, some good thought on her for a moment. And I guess she, yeah, she either was um, put, uh, told to come back, or she chose to come back. So yeah, um, we'll, chose we'll, chose to. Yeah, she's at she's at peace with it. Whatever happens. Mm. It's always that fun. Oh, there's the music. Uh, Cortex can be seen on the number three bus. 
Hey yo. towards Bondi. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Hello, everyone, go watch Team America. Um, uh, <laughs> that you'll laugh. That was Bloody Hollywood. We'll be back in six days and twenty-two hours to loll around another orbit. Uh, you're listening to Revolution Radio. You've been awesome. I'm Monty. I love you all from afar, and um, just stay cool, everyone. You'll get through. See ya.